Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand legend, bearded chum, although not sporting much of a beard, the jet lag, the one and only Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you, mate. Thanks for the uh, amazing intro. Welcome back to episode number 46 of the Orient Outlook podcast. It's uh, had a couple of weeks off. Yeah. Feel refreshed and, and ready to, to crack on with this and the uh, and the rest of the season. So uh, I think you guys have done a great job. I was actually a bit concerned, actually. Thank you, mate. I wouldn't have a spot to come back to. Mate, you look good. Thanks. Look bit, refreshed. Bit, bit of sun on your back always does you. <laughs> Uh, the world are good. So, uh, cracking on with this week. Thanks uh, again, everybody, for uh, all your contributions throughout the week and, and for telling all your pals about us. We're now up to 1,720 Twitter followers. So, um, you know, some of them are, you know, casual passing interest types, which is fantastic, and others are sort of proper Orient fans who uh, have just found us. So, welcome, one and all. Uh, we know there's more out there still. Um, so, please still pass the word and always include at Orient Outlook, which is our Twitter handle, uh, if you want to retweet or to uh, engage with other people. We're also on in Instagram, which you cover yep. uh, mostly, which is Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And as always, you can contact us by email if you're not on social media. Our email address is orientoutlook at outlook.com. Brilliant. Cheers, Paul. So, listeners, this week we had listeners on iTunes in Venezuela, which is a completely new country to us. Yep. So, well done. I would say hello in Venezuela. It'd be Spanish, I think. Portuguese, Spanish, yeah. possibly. Don't know. Don't know. Hola. Hola. Out there. Um, in the oh. USA, which might have been you, or one was you. One, of, yeah. one was definitely me, yeah. Absolutely. France, Korea, Switzerland, Spain, Norway, and Mexico. So, to all the foreign O's listeners, hello and thank you for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I hope you're in a nice place listening to us. Yeah. Whatever the time of the day is, wherever you are. Yeah, absolutely. So, reviews for episode 45. So, the first one at, from, at Gould Howard, who is part of the Leighton Orient Trust, said, Great, Great podcast, podcast. Yep. and thanks for the shout. Not sure the diamond was mentioned enough, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh, mentioned a lot, but justifiably. I think I'll never moan about that later, but I think it was the main talking point from last week, and will probably end up being a certain part of the talking point this week. Yeah, yeah, but we'll come yeah. to that. And then another nice one we had was from at Rubarik Pavel, who said, "Just listened to episode forty-five. Bravo, guys! And by the way, I listen in from Croatia. Want to add to your country list? So, thank you for listening and." Howdy in Croatia. Again, yeah. I don't know Croatian, otherwise I'd uh, attempt the hello. I'd like to know, honestly, who listens in Korea and, Nor <laughs> and Norway and Switzerland, because they're consistent, but like... And Mexico. Other than, yeah, and Mexico. Who's yeah. listening? Who are you? Who Get in touch with us. Let us know, please. Absolutely. Um, now, moving on to a bit of business, a bit of, you know, self-promotion, if you like. We're not in it for the glory in, in, the, in the wider sense of the word, but there is a, a small independent, or say small, an independent uh, football blogging award. Um, we've got one day left to vote. It's Sunday. Yeah. We are recording Saturday night, just after the, after the Northampton Town game. So, if you do listen to this in time, which I hope you do, uh, you've just got until tomorrow to to vote for us. And the wording that you need to tweet or you can email them um, is, I am voting in at the FBAs. That's T H E F B A S for at Orient Outlook as the best football hashtag podcast so that's i am voting in at the fbas for at, at orient outlook as the best football hashtag podcast so that means that they will then pick up 
uh, your vote for us. Now, obviously, being a, a smaller League Two club, uh, up against much larger, well-supported clubs in the, you know, even in the League One and, yep. and Championship, let alone the Premier League. You know, every vote for us means so much. Absolutely, um, much more than than at the bigger clubs. So, if you have got a second, just to send that tweet. If you're not sure, you don't pick it up. Ask us, tweet us, we'll tweet it back to you to what you have to say. Yep, and if you're not on Twitter, you can just go onto the Football Blog Awards website and there's a little column for best podcast and all you do is put Orient Outlook. Cool. So we hope to get into the final 10. Results are announced on Monday, so we will keep you posted. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Absolutely. It'd be great as a representation of all the Orient fans out there. That's what we'd be doing it for, so... Thank you very much in advance. Yep, fingers crossed. And thanks to all those that have taken the time to tweet us. Yep, so the week that was, Monday 21st of September, so Oli Palmer said about the Wickham match, he said, I think getting a strong 45 minutes against Wickham, and not just 20 minutes, showed what I'm capable of. But everyone is fighting for places here. We have got a very small squad, but a good squad, with some really talented individuals, and we want to keep everyone fit and keep the competition feisty. I like that. It's a good little quote there yeah, from Ollie. That's good. That's a good attitude as well. That absolutely. It's the right attitude to have. He knows that he's not had an opportunity, so when he does get one, he's going to take it. Yeah. You know, by the horns and, and just really try and do his best for it. So, yeah. And he was he absolutely changed it. the game against Wickham as well. His introduction really gave us something that we didn't have before. And he also said about his Orient career so far. He said, "I want to kick on. I want to start winning games. I want to be involved in a winning team, which I am." He also said, I love the club and it is a great club and I'm really enjoying my football. So for a footballer who's only been at the club for what, 10 weeks I'd say? Tops. July, August, yeah. September. Yeah, it's like so he loves the club. Yeah. It's good to hear, very yeah. good to hear. And he said, that is without me starting games so hopefully that will only get better if I get in the starting eleven. So fair play Ollie, he's, he's impressed a lot of people. I like that. He's impressed a lot of people. A he's lot of- a real... I say workhorse, I don't mean that in a bad way, but he really charges down the defenders. He doesn't give them the breathing space, which the Paul, Paul and, and Jay don't actually yeah. do. So I'd hate to play against Oli Palmer as a defender because he just harasses you. He'll just chase it down. I mean, you wouldn't think for a big guy that he would do that, but he does, and he does it really well. He's a bit of an old-school centre-forward. Yeah. So you know you're playing against him. He's one of those who probably give you a little little niggle somewhere, wind you up. Not as bad as Diego Costa. Yeah, he's played, like, uh, yeah. But it still winds you up. So yeah, good, that good little pinch have. under the arm or something like that. Yeah, 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 In the armpit or something like that as, as you run past or something like bit that. bit like the equivalent of Mackie. Like, it could, yeah. could wind you up and stuff. And, yeah. And, and get in your get face. You. Yeah, absolutely. So then on Tuesday, the 22nd of September, Ian Hendon commented on the Wickham match. He said, I think Wickham tried to stifle us. Well, from what I heard, they actually yeah, they did. pretty they, much did stifle they us. They did it well. They got men behind the ball, slowed the game down at every opportunity. We couldn't get any momentum going. They frustrated us first half, and we couldn't get through them with our passing. The times we did, I think we had one or two half chances in the first half, but not too much clear cut. You know, from what I was hearing, you know, they'd absolutely set up to stop us playing and not only to stop us from playing, but to play their game as well. Yeah. That, you know, they put men on the width, on the width to, to push forward because we were playing a slightly more narrower formation, uh, you know, and also to, to stop the ball players from playing. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, they don't exactly what Henderson said, they stifled us. So they had obviously scouted us, Massively. watched the diamond, yeah, made it very narrow and they went wide and we couldn't handle it. That's and, right. you know, first half was probably the worst half of football probably this season. But that was credit to Wickham. As poor as we were, Wickham were good. Yeah. And organised and deserved to go in the lead at half time. Yeah. Then the second half, Hendon went on to say, I thought we were the team in ascendancy. We did get a bit of momentum and the crowd were up and not and not going. Uh, sorry, were up and got going. And if anyone was going to win the game, in the end it was us. But it was a fair point. So his point about the second half is yeah, we did get the ascendancy, 
but that was because he changed from the diamond to 442 oh. at half time hallelujah <laughs> you know light bulb moment comes on it says hold on a minute my preferred 4-1-2-1-2 doesn't work yeah. why don't I go back to the 4-4-2 that has worked every time I've tried it it's like McFly like <laughs> Hello, it's like, come on, you should be starting with the 442, and if that doesn't work, go change it about a bit. It's like. Although I've said it before, oh, and I'll, so I'll say it again, I'm probably going to bore you. If you start with a diamond, you can only go more attacking, right? If you start more attacking, you can only go diamond. Or, 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 four, four, or three, if three. you go 442 and you go more attacking, it leaves you more exposed. Whereas the, four, diamond, two, three, the diamond sets you up to kind of have better alternatives. It's definitely, I know why he does it. I don't agree with it, like I said last week, but I know why he does it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll come back on to that. So also on Tuesday, the club confirmed that there will be free coach travel for the away fixture versus Hartlepool, which is live on telly on the 15th of November. Yeah. Uh, Alessandro Angeleri said, having listened to the supporters, we understand that the rescheduling of the game for television purposes makes it difficult for fans to travel. Despite the game being on television, we want to try and encourage more supporters to travel to the game to get behind the team. Yeah. Fair, fair play well yeah, done absolutely common sense prevails I wonder Finally. how many people would take that up though I think I think a fair few I think if the fans are already going it gives them a better option but I think to get that free coach you've got to be at Brisbane Road at 5am mm-hmm. and it departs at half past 5 yeah that's a bloody early start that's a long day that's a very long day you're, you're not getting home till 10 o'clock I was going to say even though the game finishes it's quarter past 2 half 2 you ain't, yeah. Time you get back and on the motorway, you're talking what seven, half seven maybe. It's a daybreaker. So well, eight, eight o'clock, isn't it? It's if, a five-hour journey. On the if coach. you are going, credit to you because I, I can't. I can't because I'm on a stag that weekend. But um, some people I think are going up the Saturday yeah. night, yeah, absolutely, and staying over and then coming back, which is fine on the train because the first train doesn't, like you said last week, doesn't get until yeah. quarter to one or something. I know. Madness. Ridiculous. But um, also, Ian Hendon rubbish reports that Kevin Nolan uh, had been offered a two-year contract by the club that was then withdrawn when it wasn't signed by him. He said he hasn't turned down a contract because nothing has been offered to him. He's enjoying the, his football, even though he's not playing at the moment. The fact that we own the only way Kevin could play for Orient is if he played for nothing because we can't afford to pay him. Now, I thought, and I've long thought, which you disagree with <laughs> the do. whole time, that this is just a friend doing a friend a favour. Kevin Nolan played Premier League football, albeit two games, back in August. He's a Premier League player that would fit into at least 50% of the teams in the Premier League now and 100% of the teams in, in the Championship. There is no way Kevin Nolan <laughs> will drop four leagues to come and play for Leighton Orient in League 2 for a favour, for nothing. Now, all right, the guy can afford to because he was on 50 or 60 grand a week, so he could afford to play for nothing. Or He's not, he's not going to play for nothing. Right. Like, he'll play for like... A grand a, a week or something. Probably two or three, I would say. But he, he could train anywhere. Like... I know it's Hendon's his mate. He could yeah. train at Bolton, ex club. He could still train at West Ham. Assuming they want he, to. He could train at bigger London clubs if he wanted to, because he's probably got contacts all over London clubs, like Fulham, QPR. He could be training at those clubs if he wanted to. There's definitely something in this. Yeah. Definitely. You mark my words. Right. You mark my words. We'll see. You think he'll. You, you said before we started recording that he's going to sign. I, I, said it, I said it last week. Well, we're probably more likely to offer him a longer term contract that suits him better. His wife are down here. I think he's got kids if he has their down here and we'll end up offering the two to three year contract whereas at a premiership club or league one or championship they'll offer him six months and when you get to that age in his career and that's what Lisby said in his interviews you need that security 
that money, and I think that's what why we might get him. Yeah, but Kevin Lisby wasn't on sixty grand a week. No, no, and having been paid up of that. No, but you remember that Sheffield United interview when he said he went to Sheffield United and they were only willing to offer him six six months, months. Yeah. and then Slade phoned him on the way there. And he said, "I can get you a year and a half on a lower wage, but for a longer period." And he turned the car around. I think when you get to Kevin's age, that becomes very important. So I'm not saying no one's going to sign. But, yeah, but, but, Kev- but I wouldn't sh- I wouldn't necessarily say he's not going to sign. I still think it's in the balance. But Kevin Lisby hadn't just come out of a 60 grand a week contract. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about a guy who's earning over £3 million a year <laughs> last year. You think he'd go without a season for... Do you know what I mean? Without yeah, absolutely. A, he What's could afford to... I don't know what his personal circumstances are, but he could probably afford to not be paid <coughs> 60 grand a week for a, a little while. Absolutely. Mate, we'll see. But let us know what you think. Obviously, give us a tweet or give us an email. The Nolan one is a bit of a... It's a, it's a strange one to be talking about. Like if you would have said three months ago, we'd be talking about Kevin Nolan on your own Outlook podcast. It would have been punching you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Not that violence is cool, kids. Absolutely. Um, okay, so moving on then. Yep, the under-18s drew free all with MK Dons in, in what sounded like an epic match. Our goals coming from Christian Ozu, uh, Victor Adebayejo and Henry Oshin. Oching. Oching. So, sorry well, if we pronounced the wrong voice. Sorry, yeah, absolutely. But a, a good result there gets a very... Strong, strong side, yeah. strong MK Don's team. Great, I think it's absolutely what Andy Edwards and his team are doing with the youngsters now, with the with the under 18s and the and the development sides is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. and I hope that they get an opportunity to be training with the first team and also be coming through. Absolutely, because our conveyor belt has been crap at Orient. Not crap. But it has. Been it, has crap. A, it has. Moses was the last player that was any good. Jason yeah. Dimitriou. People argue that he came through the youth, but I didn't particularly think he was much. But but who else? Yeah, honestly, consistently have Orient bought through on their conveyor belt. No yeah. one. Well, no, no one in the last couple of years. So we'll see. Other than Moses, no we'll one. See, but the youth team's doing very well at the moment. Yep. But they are, and they're winning, and they're doing well, and they're scoring lots of goals. So I can only hope that they that starts to filter into yeah. the first team. Yep. Yeah. Because we need that. Oh, absolutely. We, yeah, we everyone need needs that. that. Yeah. Yep. So then on when uh, so uh, the last thing that happened on on Tuesday was that uh, Alex Chisset got a call up. Back up to the Australia squad for their World Cup qualifier against Jordan on the 8th of October. So he's going to miss the game against Notts County next week, um, which is good for him. Although he doesn't play, I suppose it's probably good to be training with people like Adam Federici, who's a better who's a better goalkeeper. But if he isn't going to play, you I, I, I fail to see... <clears throat> I'm going to go back on myself here, that it's that much of a benefit. You've, you've read my mind there. Like He's third-choice keeper... He's playing against Jordan away. Yeah. So it's not like he's playing against Brazil and you're like, right, go and get on that pitch and take a shot against Messi or whoever. It's against Jordan. He's third choice. They played two matches about three weeks ago. Yeah. He didn't play. He's got Federici ahead of him and some other bench. dude that I've never heard of. We lose him for a game. I just think, come on, like he's not going to play. But he can't not go because he's been called I know, out. but as, as a fan, it's annoying because Correct. last time he went to play... In Australia, and we played a league game. Granger, Granger in his league debut, had a rush of blood to the head. I guess at the Mate, same, I guess person, at the yeah. same point, it's good experience for Granger. Yeah. And for him to play at Brisbane Road is probably going to be a completely different experience. Him playing away at Exeter. Yeah. But it doesn't make it any less frustrating that he's going to play. Well, get called up and probably not play a minute of football for Australia, regardless of who it's against. It's just frustrating. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yep. It is. It is frustrating and annoying. Yep. So, so it's a bit, bit of a quiet week, generally. Yeah, Wednesday 23rd of September. Nothing happened apart from it was Sam Sargent's 18th birthday. So Sam is a highly rated youth goal, goalkeeper. 
Um, it remains to be seen whether he'll come through. We've got yeah. a good roster of keepers at the moment. You've got Granger, yeah. Sergeant, uh, and Sam, someone else. Card. Can't remember. There's some, another Sam. I can't remember who it is. So there's a, there's a few decent keepers. So yeah. best of luck to him, which leads us on to Thursday, 24th of September. And picking up, I, I reckon, pick up, because George does listen to the show, but... Yep, we raised it last week, or you raised it yeah, last week. Yeah, it came out last week. So Joby McEnough and potentially being frozen out and trying to be gotten out of the club and whatnot. McEnough, yeah. So the Garden yeah. series tweeted McEnough is likely to have played his last game videos with Orient desperate to force him out of the club. Also went on to say McEnough is one of the highest wage earners at Brisbane Road. So he's on five grand a week. That's still an awful lot of money for League Two. Even for League One, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and he's not play- He's not even on the bench. No, um, for a reason. And it's something that we didn't know. Um, and is understood to have turned down a payoff from the club, so I didn't know that. Uh, it Why was, would you do that? Because I guess if the payoff was like fifty grand, yeah, and he's owed a lot more. It he goes right. He goes right. I'll stay. It's only ten weeks worth of money. To me and you, that's a massive amount. But yeah. someone like Joby, if he I, hasn't got clubs knocking yes, on the door yeah, saying, "Are you yeah, free?" or "What are yeah. you doing?" or "Do you want to come?" I don't know if it was fifty grand, but that was just just as an example. As an yeah, example, it, yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah. him sitting there going, "Actually, I've got two hundred and sixty grand coming this year." And if I can't, haven't got anything better yeah. lined up, then I might as well sit here and take it, yeah. Also, in the article, it said it was also believed he was pulled from the official team photo last week at the last minute, and the sources indicate that the club are determined to push him out of the door. So if that's true, imagine that. Kitted up, <laughs> boys all taking a photo, doing your hair in the back, you're like, yeah, I'm Joby Macken, I'm going to have my photo taken. <laughs> I'm pretty flat. What Mumford goes up to him and goes, sorry, Jobs, you ain't, you ain't in this photo. You must have I mean, come on, that's got to be like a certain sign of you ain't playing for the football club anymore. Harsh. It is, ama- it is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing and, and it is obviously something that causes Ian Hendon a lot of anxiety when yeah. he's asked questions by Dave Victor because he gives him very short shrift on it. But for, for my opinion, for what it's worth, is I don't know what's gone on behind the scenes here. So obviously trying to give an opinion when very limited information yeah. coming out of the club is obviously difficult. But my view is that his experience and his skills are best be used on the pitch you know he offers another dimension yeah. I'd like to see him tear apart a back line you know a left back or a right back on the pitch you know if, if Blair doesn't quite cut it or if uh, Sammy Moore or, or Coxie has a bit of an off day you know you want some, option. it'd be nice to bring Different on option. someone like Joey yeah. McEnough who in a better environment will, will perform better yeah. like all the others have and I think I can't understand why you wouldn't use him and try and force him out of the club. Surely you'd want to put him in the shop window. And if he has outstanding games, then that, that puts him in the window for other clubs to go, do you know what, you ain't yeah. going to have him. Um, has he got a bad attitude? What, what, what else could be the reason why he won't leave? I, I just don't understand. He's refused the payoff. So, you know, none of this makes a great deal of sense. And I suppose you're not going to hear from the club. And if you ask Ian, he'll just give you short shrift. And Colin obviously isn't, Colin Mumford isn't in a position yeah. to say unless Ian tells him to. Well, the club have obviously tried to get rid of him and he doesn't want to go. And he's under contract, so the club can't really do anything. And, you know, no other clubs have seemed to show an interest, even though he trained at Blackburn. I don't think he's a championship player now, I've got to say. I don't think he'll end up in the championship. Maybe yeah. League One. Yeah. A good like, League One club. Like, like Sheffield United yeah. or Coventry, someone like that, probably. But he's probably on so much money that those clubs are probably put off by it and, you know. Understandably, Joby doesn't probably want to take a two, three grand wage cut. Well, I'm not saying he does, Guess, but guessing yeah, shooting yeah. is on five k. Yeah, absolutely. Very strange situation. We will keep you posted on <laughs> if that. we hear anything. Yeah, absolutely. As it happens, and also on Thursday, more great community work by the Leighton Orient Trust as Connor Essam, Sammy Moore, and Jack Payne visited George Mitchell School in Leighton. So again, Howard and Neil and the team Leighton Orient Trust are doing a great job. Love it, and it's more important than ever now, especially with West Ham moving into that Olympic Stadium. 
next year. Yeah, and it was good the news that happened the week while I was away with the yes. information officer, office commissioner, whatever his name is, uh, saying that all details need to be divulged. So keep your eyes peeled on, on all the social media for that. I returned on Friday the 25th from my Holly Bobs. Yeah. So, uh, crowd went wild, had a welcoming committee at Gatwick North. <laughs> um, so then on Saturday, today, the 26th of September, uh, this morning, the under-18s beat Stevenage 4-0 with goals from Alderson, McLean, Coroma and Abraham. So, you know, again, drew three all last week, scored three goals last week, four this week, so that's seven goals. Smashing it. Uh, you know, great for goal difference, great for... Great for morale and, and attitude, really. Everyone will want to be in that team and doing well. Yeah, smashing it. And even better, <clears throat> considering you know the main striker in that team was who was injured. Yeah. Um, and we still won 4 0. Great result. Absolutely. Great result. And goals are coming from everywhere. Yeah. So, Brilliant. fantastic, guys. Well done. So, that leads us on to Northampton away. So, the yeah. team was announced. Uh, normal back five now, I would say, barring yeah. injuries and suspensions. <laughs> we're getting Chisak in goal, Shaw left back, Essam and Baldry in the centre, and a classy right back. Midfield, saw Payne. Pritchard, Moore and Cox uh, with Palmer and Simpson up front. On the bench, we had Granger, Dunn, James, Moncur, Turgut, Kashkut and McCallum. Yeah, so that's two changes from the Wickham match because Bradley Pritchard yeah. has come in to replace Lloyd-James, which I've long thought has been, you know, he's coming. not been playing well yeah. uh, at all, sadly. And Ollie Palmer makes his first replace, uh, first league start in, in place of Paul McCallum, which we called last week or a couple of weeks ago that, that he, he deserves a start. Yeah, I think the Palmer thing was probably... <coughs> On the cards, yeah. And who would have thought, you know, a month and a half ago that McCallum would be dropped in place of Palmer? And who would have thought, at the same time, that James would find himself on the bench? Just yeah. shows you the strength and depth, especially in that centre midfield. Yeah. And if you're it's not playing quite well, absolutely massive. Yeah. Your place is up for grabs. You're pl- you're training for your shirt every week. Yeah. Hendon, Even though it's a small squad, you're not irreplaceable in that regard. Hendon has got a lot of options, especially in centre midfield. Yeah. And, up, and up front now as well, you know, he's got Kashkut. <clears throat> he's, got, he's got Kashkut who's normally on the bench, but now it looks like he's going to choose from McCallum or Palmer to start alongside Simpson. Yeah. You know, well, up until what happened today, but obviously we'll come on to that. Um, so your thoughts on that team at Angel Davis 2412. Said about time for Palmer to start. Yeah, at John Macca 1977 said, loving the look of that lineup. Yeah, at Prof on tour said, great team, bound to win. <laughs> Famous last yeah. words. At Colin Jeffrey 67 said, had to play Palmer or sends out the wrong signal to the squad. I like that tweet. That was, was a good. nice tweet. Obviously, yeah, after clever. Palmer's performance last week. Very good. Yeah. Uh, at Simon Bedford, so pleased that Palmer starts, but I'm not sure about the diamond. Us too, Simon. <laughs> Us too. At Lloyd underscore Stratton said, really dislike the diamond, don't think it works at all. Always play better with width. Yeah, another good comment there. Agree. Also, there was a tweet that we saw from uh, our friend at Elliot M. Byrne, who said, Joe Maguire has gone back to Liverpool and has been sent straight on loan to Barnsley. Uh, shame as he looked decent uh, when he played at Luton. And so Elliot got that information from Dave Victor. Uh, on Orient player and so that's a pretty accurate source so Joe yeah. Maguire best of luck to you mate and don't did, know why we bothered to, to get hit someone on loan yeah what was the point well I guess he came here thinking he'd go straight into the first team and Brendan Rodgers I guess would have thought he'd go straight into the first team and he's not it's Alex, Alex Inglethorpe and he's not really played and I guess they've just recorded him and oh, I don't, I don't see the point of taking me. a young lad on loan to have him sat on the bench yeah. I, I, just, I just don't understand it so you know rightly they've pulled him back and sent him out to a championship club so Yep. You know, um, that is what it is. So, uh, kicking off, it looks like um, we're playing a lopsided 4 4 2. We haven't seen that for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Cox on the left and Pritchard tucked in from the right. So, fourth minute, first chance for, the, for us. Kless is ball in and Palmer heads just over. So, we're not going to give you every kick of this game, yep. but just our main chances here. So, then on 14th minute, there was a ball over the top. 
a la Baudry last week, uh, and Simpson volleyed just over. Yep, so decent start from the yeah. opening. In the 30th minute, we took this from At Total Orient, who said, looks like we've switched to the 4-1-2-1-2, a.k.a. the Diamond. The diamond. Uh, as Dean Cox is now playing centrally behind Palmer and Simpson. Uh, 40th minute, Cox shot blocked, but he gets the ball back in an acrobatic effort from Simpson is put over. So yeah, there's a pattern with all those chances. None have hit the target. Yeah. Which is disappointing. You know, yeah. if you get chances, you've got to hit the target. Yeah. Uh, chance for Northampton as Adams whips in a free kick and as, uh, as Diamond uh, heads wide on full, just before half time uh, Baudry is booked as well yeah and at half time it first half finished 0-0 with an interesting stat of no shots on target for either side that's rubbish that's isn't it? pretty poor it's pretty rubbish it's pretty poor yeah. Um, which is a shame but the attendance uh, for this game was 5,061 in total with 800 away fans brilliant great effort brilliant so well done to really each great show. and everyone who made that yeah also at half time I thought we might see the uh, the substitution that we normally see of Turgut coming on to kind of shape things up but we didn't uh, but in the first 10 minutes well from the 50th minute to the 55th minute we absolutely pummeled Northampton. Yeah. Their keeper, who was having an absolutely worldy, um, similar to the Cambridge keeper from about two, three weeks ago, uh, made great saves from a Palmer header uh, and from an Essen header and then from a Simpson shot. Uh, so Northampton reacted to this by bringing on two substitutions to tighten things up. Yeah. And really unlucky not to take the lead. We've not seen any of these saves yet, but we've just taken the information from Orient player uh, and Twitter and their keeper had a blinder well, and he, got, he got man of the match absolutely and that just shows you how much of a game you know, he's kept them in that game so how you know I suppose from, from that we've not won and, and yeah. it, it, it is disappointing but in the 62nd minute ball comes in and Palmer nods it down into the path of Moore but his effort is saved by, yes, by the keeper Smith again. again and yeah. in the 67th minute the inevitable substitution so we started thinking this had to come sooner rather than later and it did so Turgut came on for Moore Pritchard went into the middle, which meant that we went with the 4-4-2 with Cox on the left and Turgot on the right with yeah. Payne and Pritchard in the middle. That's, I mean, that's a really strong midfield, that, isn't it? Cox that's, on your, that's how it should start. Cox on your left, yeah. Pritchard and Payne in, in the, middle. the middle. In their preferred positions. Yeah. So uh, Pritchard uh, will push forward, whereas pa- uh, Payne will sit back. And Payne was a League 1 captain last season. And now he's in League 2. And Turgot on the right-hand side. Strong, in it? It's got width. Yeah. It's got pace. It's got accuracy. It's got players that will defend it. <laughs> a midfielder that will de- stop them penetrating yeah. our defence. Yeah, it's got everything you need. All yeah. the ingredients for a decent midfield. Absolutely. So 69th minute, we kept battering them. Uh, bit of a scramble in the box, and Baldi's effort is again saved by Smith. That that guy just puts it round for a corner, I think. And then for the next three three or so minutes, four minutes, uh, there's another save. Cox plays in Simpson, but Smith denied him once again. <laughs> yeah, and in 72nd, <laughs> pain long throw in finds Simpson, but Smith saves again. And in, in the 75th minute, our keeper, Chizak. Yeah. The thing about Chizak is he doesn't switch off which sometimes goalkeepers do. do. He's always alert. So in the 75th minute, he made a great save as uh, Potter took a shot, but Chizak say well with his feet. Yeah. And another thing about Chizak, he's very good with his feet, saving with his legs that I've noticed. He saves a lot he's with quite his feet. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll go down, but then he'll, he'll leave a leg, leg out where he thinks it might go. So a couple of minutes later on the 77th minute, McCallum came on for Ollie Palmer. So yep. we got a good good run out, a good, good start for him. And yeah, as Ian Hendon said post-match to... To BBC London, he said that you know Palmer would run himself into the ground. Good. So yeah, so all we can do. What he wanted, yeah. And then I guess the main negative from the day really, eighty seventh minute, ten minutes later, uh, McCallum yeah. lands awkwardly on his right knee and gets taken off with a bad looking injury. And Scott Cashcut comes on. At the moment, there's no details on how bad uh, McCallum's injury is. But he did tweet after the match showing a picture of his leg in a brace. So Paul, we hope it's not too bad, and we hope yeah. he kind of 
as fit as soon as you can do, yeah. but rest up and hopefully it's not as bad as what is first feared. We haven't really heard any reports yet um, say what it could be, but hopefully it's not too it's bad. Not too serious at all, absolutely. It's one of those, though, as soon as he went down, people were like, stretch around yeah. straight away, so fingers crossed. Although that didn't happen straight away, because they were saying, oh, he might be all right, and then a couple of minutes later, they oh, said, okay. oh, actually, He's got no, we off. need a stretcher, but Matt Hiscox on the Orient player said, you know, you could tell how he'd gone down that he isn't going to be playing right, on, yeah. yeah. So, so then the 90th six, minute, yeah. six minutes of additional time added on. And a dramatic... And then in the 93 minute, minutes of those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the game looks to have been lost when Calvert-Lewin of Northampton heads home a corner at the near post. Typical Orient. Would have been typical with their goalkeeper having a blinder. So, yeah. so it's from a corner. Again, a poor goal to concede from what, what we've heard. The corner gets in. Um, and Emma has a free header. He lost his marker. But without being there, we don't know who the marker was. But he lost someone in defence. And Henry yeah. said that in his interview, saying... That one of the boys held, held their hands yeah. up. Which is fine to admit that you made a mistake, but it's not fine to make the mistake. Absolutely. You can't switch off at any point in a game. No. You've got to be on for, for all 90, 95, 96, 100 minutes, however long it is, you've got to be switched on for. And earlier in the season, remember, we went through that kind of period of conceding late goals. Yeah. So we need to make sure, I think that's kind Shut of that out. one of Hendon's main things I'm sure you'll be thinking about is cutting out late errors yeah, and late goals because that's happened a couple focused. of times this season actually looking back on that now yeah. so 93rd minute go one down and you think bloody hell Orion again yeah. really I, I, is I that how really it's going to go I was really actually yeah. I was really like for God's sake like we've had all these chances done nothing with them alright the keepers had a blinder but the, I mean, and then, we, and then we go and lose in the 93rd minute I was like this is this, this is just like irritating me. And so in the 96th minute we win a free kick uh Almost dubious last kick of the game, dubious one, yeah. A bit of a dubious free kick, to absolutely. Be fair, so King Dino, as a look, steps up and as cool as ice puts into the top corner and equalises with an amazing goal. So this goal was fantastic. It's already won um, Sky Sports goal of the day. I'm sure you'll see it tonight yeah. on the Football League show or in the morning on the Football League show or all over Sky. He's done it again. He's done it again. It's fantastic. Very similar to Great goal. But for me. An even better goal than Damon Rubbish because the pressure that he must have been feeling knowing that was the last kick of the game. So he's obviously seen where he is straight away and gone, I'm having this. I'm just going to yeah. have an effort. And if he blasts it over, the full-time whistle goes and we draw and we lose, sorry. But what a goal, mate. Yeah. Dean Cox, take a bow, son. What yeah, I, I, an absolutely absolute goal. Absolutely take a bow because it, it really was. The keeper dived in and it was just tucked into the top corner so much. It's one of those. That it just wasn't going to... It's one of those. As soon it. as he's hit it, it's in as soon as he's hit it. So a great goal. Well played, Dean Lewis. An absolutely fantastic hit. 100%. Super goal. It is, it is brilliant. I'm just Super trying to get goal. some stats up as we speak because they have been tweeted on that game. We had something like 64%, 63% possession with... You look, at, you look for those and I'll carry on. So oh. that was almost last kick of the game. So Dino equalises the away end going mental. It's a fantastic throw of Dean running to, into the away end which is superb, and we get a point which probably we deserved, well, we did deserve, but yeah. we're lucky to get, get going. You... When you go one down in the 93rd minute, you don't expect to get a point. So, yeah. happy with that, very happy with that. So, Ian Hendon, after the match, had to say, I'm not concerned that we've gone five games without a win. So, that five includes Luton and the JPT. So, it was Exeter, where we lost, Cambridge, where we drew, Luton, where we lost, uh, Wickham where we drew and Northampton. Northampton so more draws than losses but still I guess bit, yeah. I guess slight for concern for some fans 
he also said if we keep performing like we have been in the games we have drawn like at Cambridge United and today if we keep performing like that we will win more games than we will lose and we shouldn't have drawn that one today also Ian had to say about Dino's equaliser he said Dean loves the pressure that is why Coxie is in the team he's got that quality and keeps calm under pressure it was a great finish and he did the same at Dagenham from a dead ball situation and that is why he takes them absolutely 100% agree it, with that he's got to take him. Like, yeah. I, I think last season he was only taking a few I remember like random players were taken Lloyd James James was taken him. I think even Borgie took one or two yeah. like what are you doing so that, it's, it's great so with, with today's result means we've played nine we've won five we've drawn three and lost one we've got 18 points which puts us third in the league behind Portsmouth who have got 19 points and Wickham who have also got 18 points but they've got a slightly better goal difference we've got a plus six they've got a plus, plus eight. eight Yeah. but just some stats from, <coughs> from today's game as I said earlier we've, we had 63% percent possession easy to say um, against Northampton's 37% uh, we had 14 shots with uh, 8 on target with 9 corners and 13 fouls committed so you know decent stats but with 63% possession you you would on paper expect to have a better outcome than well I, I think that possession stat for an away team is fantastic it's outstanding and like, and like, it's outstanding and like we said their keepers had a blinder yeah. um, but you know they seem to players. Other teams seem to be stepping up against us. Well, we they really well, see us well, we as are, the team. We are the big team, aren't we? Us and Portsmouth, I guess, in that division. Fitness. So they get ten thousand at home every week. Yeah, but they've been in that league for a while. I guess because we started so well, teams want to raise their games against us. So maybe they get bigger attendances, and maybe players players play. And we've a bit got better. a few quid. So maybe that's 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 the shame of what that brings you is that when you get a wealthy owner. They all suddenly think that you're a big squad because a big club because oh, yeah. you can go and buy whoever you want. But we've seen how that. Story ends. So, Mr. Levy, you're going to give us all your views on today's game. Yeah, so I, I've got to say, I'm, I'm not really happy uh, with <laughs> with things at the moment. I know that that might sound a bit silly, but you know, we we were so lucky that Dean Cox's free kick went in because if he'd have just overhit that or overspun it or what, just caught it wrong, it wouldn't have gone in and we'd have lost one nil. So, all right, the keeper's had the, the game of his life, and he'd probably never have that sort of game again. But you know, we haven't won a game in. Uh, in five now, as you mentioned earlier, and you know, as I say, their keeper made seven outstanding saves, you know, which Dave Victor counted. On another day, maybe one or two of those would have gone in, and, and but you know, we, we had a whole half of a game which was poor, and I think whatever flow or momentum that we had from the first five games is sort of lost on us now, and I think it's it's really quite worrying that you know teams within sort of eight or nine games a have sussed us out, b have set up to play to counter what we're doing, uh, and c we're not really creative enough to overthink what teams are doing to stop us so we're not thinking yeah. uh, you know to to get out of uh, out of that block you know changing it up the players need to use a bit of their own sort of intelligence throughout the game so all right well he's stopping me from doing that I need to work out another way of doing what I do best so I think personally we should be seeing out games against the likes of Northampton and Exeter and not gaining a point in the last minute of a game from a piece of quality from Coxie or, or you know or losing 4-1 a la Exeter now, Ian Hendon keeps saying that we can play in many formations, but he sticks with the one that doesn't bring out the best in our players. So, for me, very frustrating. Um, and I think that, you know, despite what we said earlier, where you can go from a diamond into an attacking, you know, you can do 4-2-3-1, you can go 4-4-2 or 4-5-1, 4-4-1-1, whatever. There are various options that we can do with the, with the, with the pers- personnel that we've got at the moment. So, Good views, mate. Moan and rant over, I think, really. But Ian, if you listen, you know, happy to have a chat. I don't charge consultancy fees. Paul Levy, the Leighton Orient assistant manager. Consultant. Consultant. So for me, yeah, it's simple. If you don't score, um, 
you're not going to win. So we were always vulnerable at nil-nil. And I guess we also had come in within the 93rd minute they nicked a goal and we all thought, oh, that's typical Orient. And, you know, if you do get a point after going down in the 93rd minute, you've got to be happy from that. And a great goal from Dino. So he's shown it a couple of times this season. His quality, yeah. especially in League 2. It's what you, you know. need. Oh, absolutely. What you need. I'm still concerned by the diamond. To be fair, I knew he'd start with the diamond today because it's an away game. And I think the away away games are better set up for the diamond. Okay. My hope is that he sets up 4-4-2 and goes for it against Carlisle, who are definitely one of the weaker teams in the League 2. So you can argue that you know, Wickham's and Exeter's are probably on the stronger point, so you've got to be a bit cagey. But for me, on Tuesday, we've got to go 4-4-2 yeah. and just absolutely go for it. Um, you know, but in terms of knowing what Hendon's going to do, you knew he was going to go for 4-4-2 from the diamond. And when Turbot came on, it was no surprise to me or you and anyone who's probably listening. That's um, the problem is that we're too predictable. Absolutely. Absolutely. But a massive week now for me. And I feel like these two games, to get kind of back on it, we need to win both. And I yeah. don't see a reason why we can't really. No, there's no reason at all why we shouldn't be beating the likes of Carlisle and, and Notts County. With yeah. all due respect to them. So those were our views, your views. So thanks for everything that you sent in. So at Chris underscore Holmes 24. So we always seem better playing a flat 4-4-2 with Target. So why doesn't Hendon start with it? We seem to waste the first half. 100%. Yeah, 100% agree. Another one I agree with that, George Girk said, I wasn't at the game, but from what I see on here, we were lucky, here referring to Twitter, their keeper was outstanding, other games we would have won. Yeah, yeah Lloyd underscore Stratton said, two points dropped and without a win of five, need to get back on the horse, sharpish. At David TH 64301889 said, need to take the need to take chances, but if we'd have lost... Would have been a robbery. Cox goal superb. That's what takes teams up when luck's out. I mean, I guess it's all good kind of us moaning about a draw. But, I mean, that point could be the point that either gets us up automatically or gets us in the playoffs. So it could be a, a valuable point. Yeah. Uh, and Mr Clarkson said we were the better side, but we still weren't great. A lot of fans walked out with three minutes injury time left. Could you imagine if you walked out? and missed that. That's why you don't leave until the whistle goes. Yeah. At Prof on Tour said, should have won 3-1. A number of excellent chances denied by exceptional saves. Another day we would have won comfortably. There's yeah. a bit of calm, a bit of uh, yeah. balance there. Yeah, very similar to the Cambridge match, as we've already said, yeah. yeah. At the Menace, 1881, said, applaud Ian Hendon. 4-4-2 worked and the team played really well. Their goalie denied us a deserved win. And at, they, they got man in a match as well, didn't it they? It did, yeah. yeah. So that says everything you need to say, I guess. The men uh, at Angel Davis 2412 said, It sounds like we play well, but to me, it sounds like it was just luck. Got to thank Dino for that. Yep. At Les LK52 said, We played superbly, and you won't lose draw many games if you play like that. So, yeah, I mean, as long as we're playing well, I guess it's I guess it's all good. But we only played well for 45 minutes. Yeah. That's, that's more the point, is we're not optimising the full 90. At Mort, JIG said, Today's lineup was our strongest, and at times we look a class above, but teams are raising their games against, their game against us. Good point, you go, like yeah. what you said before, yeah. yeah. So thanks for all your tweets, you know. <coughs> anything you want to tweet us, feel free to do so, you know. We love getting them, and it's great for engagement. So, Prediction League update. So, only two winners today. Again, loads of tweets. So, thanks tight, for those. Yeah, getting yeah. tight. So, well done to at K Showing, and well done to at Brooks Co 2 who predicted one all, and they get three points. So, it's getting very tight in there. But still, we have four people tied at top of our league with six points. So, well done to at George Girks, 
at Peter LOFC, at Simon Bernstein and at Tommy Tealeaf, who is still top of the prediction league. So two matches this week, so six points to play for. Yeah, all to play for. Yep. Um, positives and negatives this week. I'll do positives, you yep. do negatives, yeah. Uh, positives this week, Cox, another one. Uh, another Cox wonder goal, which, as we mentioned earlier, won Sky Sports News goal of the day. He actually got 41% of the yeah. vote on that, which Great is goal. outstanding. Great goal. Uh, Another positive, obviously the amount of chances we created and also our possession percentage, assuming that is correct. That's yeah, 60, even I if it's it was, 5% yeah. out, that's still an amazing... Absolutely. So negatives, so not one in five games, which is obviously not good. McCallum injury, which is not good. And I guess on the back of that, you'd expect to see Palmer now. Palmer Simpson is a no-brainer start yeah, for on tu- Tuesday. Yeah, for Tuesday, I'd imagine team. so. Unless, unless sort of pace, we go in for a lone striker. Maybe. Maybe this will... Yeah. Maybe it's Petra Flown. And the last negative is we aren't top spot anymore. We are third, but only a point behind the leaders, Portsmouth. Yeah, but we and a couple of goals. We can't sing we are top of the league anymore. No. I used to like singing that. So that's our <laughs> negatives. So hero of the week. Yeah. It's got to be unanimous, surely, this week, right? Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah? 100% with you on that. He's magic, you know? He is. It's our Dino. It's Dean Cox. Well done, Dean Cox. Mate, another superb strike, mate. So next week, he's just played two home fixtures. So first up, Carlisle at home on Tuesday. So a nice Tuesday, 7.45 kickoff. Terrible for them. What a mission. And terrible for us when we go back <laughs> yeah. and play them in, in February or March next yep. year. Yeah. So Carlisle, they're 12th in the league. So again, we've got to be turning over mid-table teams. They lost today 1-0 at home to Newport. Um, bit of who, a bit, who are bottom of the league. Who are bottom of the league. Bit, no a bit, figure. bit, a bit of sweet news here. Jabbo... Um, who's a massive Orient legend, uh, went off injured today uh, in the 16th minute, so it's doubtful he'll play. And he's been banging them in for fun. He's been absolutely scoring he's for fun. He's on top form. I would have liked to have seen him play, but not score. Yeah, um, but he did against not, um, for MK Dons against us. So yeah, but he's cool. Absolutely. Then it's uh, Notts County next week, who beat York 1-0 today. They're 13th in the league. So we think it's a bit of a tough time to play Notts County, as they've... They've been a bit inconsistent, but you know you wouldn't like to play them at this at this point now because they seem to probably be getting a bit of momentum. Yeah. Uh, and it's a no-brainer that McLeod will score. Yeah, absolutely. Think? I think that's going to be a tough game. Carlisle, I think, will win convincingly. I think yeah. 2 0 I think Notts County, I think we'll win, but I think it'll be tight. Tough. Again. 1 0 or 2 okay. But we'll see. So, Mr. Levy, that is it. That's it for this week. That is it. I'm so glad you're back. Thanks, mate. I love Graham Levy, but I love Paul Levy as well. Um, <laughs> so, thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back to me from, from Florida. Uh, good to be back. So, that's it. So, thanks for joining us for episode 46. Paul is back from the USA and the balance is restored in our world of Orient Outlook. So, we played one match this week and we got a draw, but I've slipped down to third. But it's not all bad. If you would have offered us, 18 points at this point of the season further in the league we all would have taken it so yep. not bad at all so we'll be back next week with episode 47 with match reviews tweets and more so it'd be great if you could join us and that's it so as always we look forward yeah. to hearing from you and as always keep calm and listen to the Orient Out podcast have a great week have a great week everyone up the O's